I'm here with my colleague Pablo Mukherjee from the English department at Warwick. Uh, Pablo is an expert on 19th century detective fiction. Pablo, Dickens was, um, was a writer obsessed with crime. Is he unusual in that respect, in terms of 19th century writing? No, not really. It's, in, in fact, it's, it's very typical of the period. Uh, what is unusual about Dickens is, is the way he captures the whole kind of range of debates and contradictions about crime. But in terms of being interested, uh, it's really, it's really very much of the spirit of the age, so yeah. it's not unusual at all. How does it appear in the novels? Well, it's interesting. In the novels, it appears slightly different to how it goes in his non-fiction writing, for example. Um, in the novels, if, you, if we are looking for characters such as detectives and so on, characters he's also interested in in non-fiction, they appear in a much more complicated and kind of contradictory way. Uh, in fiction, he's very straightforward. He's he's uh, he has a bit of a, he's a bit of a fan of the, of the, of the new new detective and the new police force in London. He thinks they're force force for the good. In the novels, it's much more complicated. If you look at a character like um, Inspector Bucket in Bleak House, for example, uh, and he's presented to us as this very ineffective super detective, a kind of pre Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes, as it turns out, of course. His detection isn't that effective. Mm -hmm. So in the final climactic chase, um, where he, they're he uh, is trying to follow and detect Lady Deadlock, he completely fails to kind of intercept her uh, with drastic consequences. So he's got a, he's got a very kind of he's much more nuanced take in the novels. Mm -hmm. He's not um, as black and white as so fiction. So in the non-fiction, you're saying it's more it's more straightforward. Um, what I mean, what? Why is he writing about the police at all? Is that, is that a new phenomenon in the 19th century? Well, it is. I mean, you know, when I, historically, there's a big police reform bill that goes through in 1829 by Robert Peel, um, which seeks to kind of completely wipe away the older, more, uh, less efficient forms of policing. And it really becomes a question that's tied to the question of civilization for the Victorians. Uh, crime and, in fact, what do we see around us now Today, our obsession with jails and prisons and criminals and policing really has very strong Victorian origins. And that's where uh, the, the connection between uh, governance, uh, civilization, society, and crime and policing is really cemented. Right. So he's, he's, I mean, he, he's a very, uh, is representative of the Victorian obsession with, with crime as a kind of question about civilization and achievement. Right. So in a way, he would have liked to have done CSI London 1851. What yeah. wasn't one of his heroes, a policeman, Inspector Field? Yeah, uh, he's a real-life historical character, is a part of Peel's new police force. Um, and what's really interesting about Dickens is whenever he writes about these new detective heroes of his, he focuses on their eyes. And a novelist, as a novelist, he's very interested in the way people look at each other. And really, the power of looking is what defines the new police for Dickens. They're not, they're not uh, unlike the old police, they don't rely on force, uh, they're not corrupt, uh, they're much more ordered, uh, and their real power lies in how they discriminate between people merely by looking at them. And that's what he writes about Fields. He's, he focuses on his eyes and how uh, he can detect the very souls of the people as he uh, looks, in, looks at them. Uh, we're, we're sitting now in Seven Dials, which is an area famous for not being easily penetrated mm. by the system, not easy to see, it was called a rookery, a 
denim fees. What? How does he describe this kind of area in his writing? Well, all this this entire area was uh, full of Irish tenants uh, who had come to London as uh, migrant labourers, and they've been put in put in these uh, tall, very decrepit buildings by absentee landlords. So it was very kind of. Uh, um, rough and tough living conditions, notorious of course, uh, because as you say, they couldn't have, they, they were not, they were difficult to police, people couldn't patrol, etc. Uh, so in Dickens's early writing, certainly, the area is presented in terms of darkness, of, of uh, a, a, a kind of, it's like a maze that's very hard to penetrate and police. In terms of, the key word that comes up again and again is irregular. It's not regular. It can't be uh, defined. It can't be patrolled. Board, the borders are very fuzzy. And as such, it's both attractive, uh, i.e. it invites a kind of detection or, or policing of it, and it's difficult to do so. So it's, a very, it's, a, it's an area that's very rich, uh, both in terms of the teeming characters, but also as a space itself. Uh, very hard to police, but forever alluring people in and um, inviting that kind of policing. So, so there's a kind of tension there in his attitude to order and anarchy. I, yeah. I just wonder, I, I mean, what, his view of, he, he doesn't seem to have a view of London as a sort of centre of a great empire in that respect. It's no, no, certainly not if empire is kind of, uh, if we are to see empire as a, as a kind of unqualified force of lightness and good. Yeah. It's a much more complicated phenomenon for Dickens. Uh, London is both attractive uh, for all its possibilities, but of course it's the centre of the cash nexus that disturbs him so much because it wipes away all the uh, social relations and the values he holds dear, such as charity and education and so on. So there's a central contradiction between uh, his uh, view of London as, 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 a, as an area of possibility, but also as an area of darkness, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, darkness that, that cannot be fully penetrated, such as uh, the darkness that he writes about in Seven Dials, yeah. about the Seven Dials, for example. I just wonder as well how far he kind of racializes this sort of area. I mean, in, in his non-fiction, he says some very, or shall we say, unprogressive things about the Indian mutiny, about yeah. the Jamaican slave revolt. Yeah. And yet at the same time, he seems quite skeptical about the idea that that London represents any centre of progress. Well, how do you unpack that? I mean, it's, it's the, 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 the interesting thing about Dickens is the contradiction there, because, as you say, in, in 1857, when he, when he writes that he, he only wishes he was the commander-in-chief of, uh, of the British forces in India so that he can exterminate the entire race, he mm. says. And then, uh, obviously, for, in, in terms of Jamaica, he makes He's very uh, confident and very outspoken in his uh, support of uh, Governor Eyre, etc. Um, so when it comes to empire and disorder there, um, capital punishment, i.e. punishment by death or extermination, uh, seems to have a role to play for him. When it comes to London, when it comes to the heart of empire, uh, that, that is not the case. Here the accent is on policing, is on containment, is on uh, um, turning people into uh, law-abiding subjects um, um, via the proper rule of law. So there's, but on the other hand, since empire is not, cannot be detached from, from London and the reach of London as such, it constantly, that anxiety about what is going on in the fringes might actually feed back into the right. heart of empire, seeps into his writing. So I, I, think, I think at the bottom of it, he's really, he's really like most um, 
I guess, thinking Victorians really conflicted about what. On the one hand, you have the empire of progressive possibilities. On the other hand, you have the empire of cash and violence and force that sustains those possibilities. Right. So he's, he kind of, he seesaws between those two. I, I don't think we need to kind of resolve that contradiction. In fact, that contradiction is the most interesting thing about his writing, really. Thanks very much, Pablo. I think on that point, we better lose ourselves in these teeming streets and all this traffic. Thanks very much. <laughs>